The NBA draft is finally here. Where will Kentucky's two top prospects be taken? We talk about that on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locks on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked on Kentucky, going to be going over the NBA draft, which is tonight. Going to be talking about Shaden Sharp, Ty Ty Washington. Where will the two Wildcats be going? Also, going to be talking a little bit about Rob Dillingham. Probably going to talk about him a lot more on tomorrow's show, but he has set an official date to commit. He is committing tomorrow. Where will he go? We're going to talk about that later on in the show. And then finally, did this a few days ago. I want to do it again. I'm going to give you guys a poll if you're watching on YouTube to go over to the community tab and give your thoughts on, or you can hit us on the socials at Locked on UK. An interesting poll, a question I wanted to ask you guys. But to start it off here, the NBA draft, some final thoughts before it gets going. If you're watching this after the draft, I'm sorry. You can probably laugh at me and tell me why my predictions are wrong. But if you're watching beforehand, you can't laugh just yet. You have to kind of sit here and let me explain my reasoning behind my two predictions. I'm going to predict where Shaden Sharp goes. I'm also going to predict where Ty Ty Washington goes. want to start here with Shaden Sharp. Some people have had him as high as third in the NBA draft. Some people have had him as low as 10th. Some people have had him at ninth. I think the reason that there's been such a massive fluctuation between where he's projected to go, and this is not a revelation here, it's because of the question mark here is, is can somebody willingly take a chance on this guy higher up in this draft knowing that he hasn't played college basketball? There's not a whole lot of film out on this guy. He's probably the most explosive player in this year's draft. Probably one of the better scorers overall. Just overall, just the talent that he's got is definitely there. It's clear. But I think the reservation some teams have is, is this guy actually going to pan out? We didn't get to see how he handled the college game. So that's why there's kind of been a fluctuation between projections. I think, this is my prediction, I think he is going to go 7th overall to the Portland Trailblazers. And I've kind of read some things out there. There are several media outlets that kind of agree with this take. I think he's probably the best fit for Portland long-term, especially if they want to win. And this is something that ESPN said, I believe it was just yesterday. Damian Lillard is said to be high on Sharp's talent, despite Sharp being 12 years younger and seemingly on a completely different timetable from Lillard. Sharp is clearly oozing with natural ability, possessing elite physical tools with his exceptional frame, length, and explosiveness to go along with the the, the, uh, dynamic perimeter shooting ability. There was a reason he was the number one ranked player out in his high school class, but his lack of experience and how little he has been evaluated might make it difficult for a team picking higher than this to roll the dice on him. That's kind of where I'm sitting is you look at his conversations with the Pacers, probably going to be taking somebody else, uh, probably going to be taking that shooting guard. I believe it's Dyson Daniels, if I'm not mistaken. I think Indiana's probably going to roll with him. I think Sharp's going to fall to Portland, 
And this is what I mean whenever I say it's probably a, a long-term good idea for the Portland Trail Blazers to pick this kid up. Bleacher Report even said it recently. I believe they said that Sharp is a win-now type of pick for the, for the Blazers. They have needed somebody in Portland for quite some time now to compliment Damian Lillard or to be that secondary guy, somebody else on the offensive end that can be as lethal and as dynamic as Lillard has been. They need they need a duo. Lillard, Lillard can't do it all. They can't ha- just have him and then a bunch of ca- uh, just castaway. Just may, if you were thinking in NBA two K terms here, seventy five ish overall players. You've got to be able to bring in somebody else that has that star potential or is that type of star. And I don't want to be too critical of Portland here because I'm not a Bla- Trailblazers fan. I don't know a ton about the program or how uh, how it operates or, or the. Uh, you know, the people that they've they've got running things there. All I know is that they've not done a phenomenal job getting pieces to surround their star player. It's almost like they're not interested in winning. And I think a pick like Sharp long-term kind of helps them start to win now. But also, you know, think about this kid. He's, he's still really, really young. He's not gotten a lot of college, or he's, excuse me, he's not gotten any college experience. So he's going to have plenty of time to develop and really you're going to have a lot of opportunity to mold him into somebody that could be the, the face of your franchise once Lillard departs or retires. So that's the long-term aspect, is you're getting a kid that can score, is really athletic, has great size. He's everything you would want in a star player. It's just you run that risk of, you know, what does he truly look like? Hasn't been evaluated a ton. So that's the long-term aspect of it. It's the, 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 the pick could really pan out into something special. But the short-term aspect of it is if you take his high school film and you take his evaluation at face value, you say this is somebody that we can pair with Lillard and, and win games now. Is, this is something that could get us to the fifth or sixth seed in the conference right now. And we don't have to do anything. We just have to sit back and, and, and help him develop. And then next season... We, we trade and we do some more things and we get more talent and we start to build things up in the future. So I think I think Sharp, for the short term and the long term, would be a really good prospect for the Trailblazers. He probably could go as high as third, probably could go as low as ninth or tenth. I don't see him dropping that low. We talked about that on, I don't believe it was, if it was yesterday's show or if it was the show before that. Just talking about BetOnline put out over-unders for uh, these different draft selections had Shaden Sharp at eighth. I think eighth or seventh is fair. I think Portland's probably the best fit for him now that I've done a little bit of research. So Portland, I think, will pick up Shaden Sharp. Ty Ty Washington Jr. I'm actually going to go back on something I said the other day when talking about those bet online over unders for draft picks. They had, I believe, Washington at 18 and a half. 18th and a, 18 and a half was his uh, projected place to go. You had to hit the over or the under on that. I'm actually going to say he goes 19th overall to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Most recently, I believe CBS had him going at 16th overall to the Hawks. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if he's a phenomenal fit for the Atlanta Hawks, considering that they've got their primary guard and Trey, guard and Trey Young. And look, they need somebody to back him up. But I think Washington, because he is so solid off the ball, would not necessarily fit into that backup point guard role as perfectly as somebody else might. And so I just think that for Washington's benefit, and for my benefit as a fan of Washington's, I'd love to see him go somewhere where he can actually contribute instead of getting like seven or eight minutes a game 
eight to ten minutes a game behind one of the NBA superstars. So that's just me personally. But but I think that the Timberwolves would be a good selection. Uh, Sporting News actually said something that gave an analysis that I, I pretty much essentially agree with. Sporting News said Washington was once considered to be a potential top ten pick before injuries and inconsistency derailed his freshman season. Talked about that before on the show. The Timberwolves could use some depth in their backcourt behind Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell, and if a talent like Washington is still on the board here, they could find their reserve floor general. Washington is a capable pick-and-roll ball handler and a solid shooter, but he can be a streaky scorer. His ability to play on or off the ball makes him flexible for the team that selects him. And I really, really like the, the idea of him being an off-ball guy with D'Angelo Russell or being just an off-ball guy for the, for the Timberwolves, period. I really, really like the idea, the concept of him fitting into this team that has a really, really solid big man, that has an explosive power forward. You need to have somebody like Washington in your lineup that's that versatile guy that you can kind of switch around in your backcourt uh, along with a really talented player in D'Angelo, D'Angelo uh, Russell. I think this would be a really good fit at 19th overall. CBS also put out something, but it was in reference to him going to the Hawks, but I'll just read it here for you just to kind of give you an explanation of what the national media is saying in terms of analysis. CBS said he's got wonderful shooting touch from the mid-range. His ability to get into the lane and utilize pick-and-roll scheming is what's going to get him safely drafted in the first round. He's a smidge undersized, and I don't know if he'll be able to be a starter for more than year, for more years than not, but I do like his chances of being a good secondary option at the point for years to come. That's what CBS had to say about Ty Ty Washington. I also think something that you've seen not necessarily, I guess, hit on significantly in some of these analysis uh, pieces that have come out is Washington is really good. He's good at finishing at the rim, but also you got to think about him not just in the mid-range, but like floaters and things like that. I think that he's got a really, really nice, well-rounded offensive game. And while he may not be the most explosive player at the combo guard spot, I think that he's a very comfortable player, very under-control type of player. And if he can stay healthy, I think he would be a very efficient pickup for whoever gets him. I could also see him going 21st overall to the Denver Nuggets. I could see him going 22nd to the Grizzlies if Tyus Jones steps out in free agency. I don't really see him dropping lower than 26th or 27th. I think he's going to probably go 19th overall to the Minnesota Timberwolves. If you're watching this before the NBA draft, you can leave a comment on YouTube and give me your thoughts on where you think uh, Shaden Sharp and Ty Ty Washington are going. If this is post-draft, you can make fun of me for my picks being wrong, or if they're both right, we can sit here and be, we can sit here and say, dang, how about that? I actually got something right. All right. I want to talk about Rob Dillingham, a point guard that is probably about to commit to the Wildcats. Going to talk about him in a second. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar just recently sent me these phenomenal Built Bar uh, brownie chunk flavor. It, it, it is an absolutely fantastic flavor. And the, the difference between just the normal Built Bar and the Built Bar Puff is so, it's, it's so stark what those two different textures are like in your mouth. I would highly encourage you to go to Bet Online and get the same flavor, both of just the normal Built Bar and the Puff, and try it out. 
because they are both absolutely phenomenal. They've got a ton of different flavors out right now. They've got birthday cake. They've got coconut brownie, which is an interesting flavor. We've talked about here uh, on the show before about how we absolutely love salted caramel and cookies and cream. These Built Bars are absolutely phenomenal. They're low in calorie. Uh, they're low in sugar, low in protein. They're all absolutely delicious. You can go to Built.com right now, and you can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That is over at Built.com. Get yourself a normal Built Bar. Get yourself a puff. Try them all out. They're all great. All right, moving along on the Thursday edition of Locked on Kentucky. Lance Daw here with you. Rob Dillingham, five-star point guard, initially committed to NC State. He will be announcing his new commitment on June 24th, which is tomorrow. I'm recording this on Wednesday. But for you guys, it'll be tomorrow. Announcing his commitment tomorrow, and he will be choosing between four different schools, Kentucky, Louisville, USC, and Auburn. Something that SB Nation pointed out in a recent article. Uh, It's worth noting that Kentucky is the only school in this bunch to host Rob Dillingham for a visit. Which kind of kind of leads into what I wanted to say here is I don't want to get too cocky and him all of a sudden like commit to Auburn or USC or something like that, but like it really feels like uh, Dillingham's going to commit to the Wildcats tomorrow, and I'm really excited about this idea of Kentucky loading up their backcourt next season with a bunch of five stars. I don't want to talk about that in a second, but just kind of run through Rob Dillingham's numbers and his analysis. He's six foot two. 165-pound point guard from Charlotte, North Carolina, plays at Donda Academy in California. Like I mentioned, initially committed to NC State, backed off that pledge due to sanctions imposed on the program. He is the number three overall player in the 2023 class, according to On3. On He's the number 13 player overall, according to 24-7 Sports, and the number six at Rivals, number five at ESPN, according to 24-7 Sports. He is the number one point guard in the country and the number one player in the state of California. Five-star guy rated graded as a .9971, according to 24-7 Sports. He's also held offers from Kansas, Tennessee, Florida, LSU, North Carolina, Texas. I mean, this kid has been highly sought after. The fact that he was decommitting from NC State, and it really seems like his direction, his attention is turned towards the Wildcats, is super awesome. The on-3 recruiting prediction machine Uh, has Kentucky at 80.8% likeliness to land Rob Dillingham's services. Something else that SB Nation also points out in their article is that there's not really a true definition to what his position is. Rivals 24-7 Sports and On3 list him as a point guard. ESPN has him as a shooting guard. Uh, 24-7 Sports has talked about him as a combo guard. And when you look at 24-7 Sports, their scouting report by Jerry Meyer, who is really, really good at what he does. I lean towards point guard simply because of what Jerry Meyer has to say about him, just describing him uh, as a player, and then also compares him to Darius Garland. So he is a combo guard, I think, in nature, but if you're going to slot him in somewhere, uh, if John Calipari in Kentucky is going to slot him in somewhere, I would think that they would put him at point guard more often than not. So earlier, just a couple minutes ago, I mentioned the fact that I'm really, really excited about this backcourt next season. Because you look, let's just look at the two deep for point guard and shooting guard. If Rob Dillingham does commit, he would be, I think, probably starting at point guard next season. 
And by the way, we're going to run through this assuming that Case and Wallace is a one and done. We're going to run through this assuming that Case and Wallace is a one and done. So you've got Rob Dillingham, right, at point guard. Backing him up, I think, will be Reed Shepard. And you may say, well, Lance, you know, why would Reed Shepard be backing him up? Well, it's because I think that Reed, probably as a combo guard as well, could could get some minutes at point. But to be completely honest with you, I think Shepard's probably going to play shooting guard more often than not. So that's my that's my perspective on the point guard spot. So you've got Rob Dillingham starting, Reed Shepard backing him up, and if they need to, I think they're going to put a Dutiero in there as well. At shooting guard, it's tough, man. I, I don't think that... C, if C.J. Frederick has a decent year this season, I don't think he's going pro. I think he'll be coming back for his, for, for another, for his final season. I assume it would be his final season. I think he's a junior heading into the seat this year. So you've got Frederick, I think, could start, but also, like I mentioned, Reed Shepard... Combo guard. I think Shepard could contend for that starting spot. My opinion on the shooting guard spot, I think, will change after I see the starting five that Kentucky goes with officially to start this year. Because I don't know whether or not Frederick's going to be actually starting at shooting guard. I I assume he is, but I want to actually see it. And like we mentioned in the practice notes episode we had the other day, Frederick was starting at at the two for the Wildcats. Again, I just don't know if that's the way they're going to keep it. So Rob Dillingham starting at the one, C.J. Frederick starting at the two, Shepard backing them both up at those at those two respective spots, depending on what Shepard's needed to do, and then a Thiero could potentially come in at point if Kentucky needs it. So that's two five uh, five star guys, a sharpshooter in your backcourt as well, and then a lanky uh, lanky prospect that you are trying to develop that could turn out to be a Shea Gilgis Alexander type of player. I mean, there's a lot of potential in that lineup, man. There's a lot of scoring potential in that lineup. And I really, really like that because recently, this past season, and I probably think this season, you know, the backcourt has not been heavily relied on to do a ton of scoring. And it's not been the most efficient at times, especially whenever you get to the bench. And so I really, really like the idea of having a sharpshooter, Rob Dillingham and Shepard all having the ability to play at point and handle the ball comfortably, but also they can play well off ball and shoot. I really, really like that. Very exciting to me. All right. Before we get to the poll that I wanted to ask you guys about, want to remind you guys that because if you're watching before the NBA draft, it is NBA draft night for the Locked On Podcast Network. The entire NBA channel is going live. So if you have a favorite NBA team, Make sure you go over to the Locked On NBA channel and subscribe so that you get notified when they go live later today. If you're watching beforehand, would highly encourage you guys to go check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be talking about Shade and Sharp and Washington. Uh, I can only imagine quite a bit throughout that live stream later on today. So I would highly encourage you guys to go check that out. All right. The poll I wanted to ask you guys about. So the other day I asked you about a Thiero ceiling in terms of minutes, what you think he's going to get next season. This poll, considering it is the NBA draft, I wanted to ask you guys just to look ahead to next season with me for a minute. Who do you think is Kentucky's best NBA prospect on the 2022-23 roster? And I'm going to give you a few options here. 
And what I've already done is I've put up the poll on our YouTube channel over on our community tab, and then I've put it up on our Twitter at LockedOnUK. You can go check it out. You can go vote. You can go give your thoughts. You can comment. Kaysen Wallace, I think, is probably Kentucky's best overall prospect in terms of just the highest the the highest that a Kentucky player could get drafted next season. I think he's right now mocked at like 12th or 13th. Chris Livingston's mocked at like 17th. But Kaysen Wallace overall, I think, is probably Kentucky's best uh, prospect. He's explosive. He's a great defender. And if he can develop as a as a legitimate scorer for the Wildcats this season, I can definitely see somebody taking a chance on a potentially higher than that. So Kaysen Wallace is somebody. Chris Livingston is another one. Oscar Shebway, I think, will improve his draft stock this year. Antonio Reeves is somebody that's a wild card. And then the final guy that I have here, and I don't think I put him on the poll on Twitter, Damian Collins. Damian Collins is the fifth guy here that I think is Kentucky's fifth best NBA prospect on their current roster. So again, to, to go through, and you can go vote on this, who is Kentucky's best NBA prospect on the 2022-23 roster? Kaysen Wallace, Chris Livingston, Oscar Shebway, Antonio Reeves, or Damian Collins? You can go vote, or I believe I put other as an option on both polls, so you can leave a comment below and explain your thoughts on, well, actually, I think that it's somebody else. I think it's Jacob Toppin. I think that it's Severe Wheeler. I think that it's I think it's CJ Frederick because I think he's going to pop off. Just give me your thoughts. I love putting out these polls because you guys always really seem to enjoy them, and I love being able to just kind of put a hand out into the community and to get so many responses and to get legitimate answers because uh, some of you guys have some really interesting thought-provoking responses to some of the some of the topics that I have for this show overall, and then also to the polls. You guys uh, provide some interesting insight and opinion to uh, to to give just a different perspective on the team. So, all right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can also follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore, and you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you all tomorrow to probably talk a lot in depth about Rob Dillingham as a potential prospect for the Wildcats. I will see you all then. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.